Welcome to the Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where the conversation is always hot and fresh. Comfort food for your soul is always on the menu, and friends are close enough to hug. Pull up a chair. We've been waiting just for you. Welcome to Encouragement Cafe. I'm Luann Prater. And I'm Tracy Eister. And we gather around this little table every week because you have told us that you need a girlfriend You need to be able to sit down and just relax and have somebody who gets you. Well, girl, we're glad you showed up today because we're talking about something that we've heard that you're struggling with. I know that you have said, somebody, please just tell me I'm okay. And when I heard that, that that was something you were struggling with, It kind of broke my heart a little bit because I want you to know you are okay. And in particular, I want to let you know that when you said, can't I just be a functioning person? I know what that feels like. Tracy, do you know what that feels like? Sometimes when you just feel like you're going in 15 directions and you just don't feel like you're functioning at all you know like i think it's like my husband always said your your pistons aren't hitting on all cylinders or something like that <laughs> i feel <laughs> I, I shouldn't use a car analogy i don't know what i'm talking about but there are times when i feel like it's not clicking you know things are not gelling and i just don't feel like i'm functioning well at anything i definitely think it's something that we all go through and there are seasons in my life where if you were to put my life on a graph, which I have done before, you see those times where there are mountaintops and there are valleys, and that can be in my relationship with the Lord. It can be in the relationship with my family. It can be in um, just the way I function in my days where I feel like, wow, I'm just on top of this and getting so much done. And then you're right. There are days where I just feel like, you know, I'm in a quagmire and it's like, have I just stepped into an alternate universe? Why has everything just become so hard for me to just even function? And I know, you know, it can be referred to as depression. It can be, you mm-hmm. know, referred to as anxiety. There there are lots of different clinical words that we can give it. But initially just knowing and us sharing with each other and around this table that this is something we all go through. Mm-hmm. And it does not mean that there is something wrong with you. It does not mean that mm-hmm. you are imperfectly made. It does not mean that it's never going to change. It just means that for whatever reason, there are things going on in your life and in your mind and in your heart that have you in a place of difficulty. And, you know, God mm-hmm. told us that in this world, we will have trouble. And mm-hmm. so rather than us um, beating ourselves up or trying to figure out, you know, what can I do to get out of this? I feel like it's a little jingle bell, just a little ringing for us to know, okay, now is a time in my life where I need to be all in with God and in my, mm. and my time praying and in my time reading scripture and in my time finding encouragement from other godly people God has put in mm. my life because the enemy will want you to seclude yourself and just drown mm-hmm. in this quagmire. But God yeah. wants us not to be alone. Do you feel that's true, Luann? Oh, I absolutely feel that. And I remember so vividly 
feeling like that when my kids were young and they were toddlers. I mean, I had my second child when uh, my first child was three. And so I had just gotten, you know, a handle on the whole potty training. And then I had the second one. And then 17 months later, had the third one. And I felt like, am I ever going to stop changing diapers? <laughs> I mean, for seven years, I changed diapers. And I wanted to just scream. I was like, really? Really? What? Is there life beyond the diaper pail? That's all I wanted to know. And I felt like I couldn't function sometimes. So I get it when this girl tells me that. She says, I can't function. I'm trying to work. I'm trying to take care of the kids. And I feel like I've got one on my hip all the time. Tracy, it is sometimes overwhelming to be a girl in today's world. It really is. I know I remember a quote from D.L. Moody, and he said, Attitudes determine our actions for good or for bad. And so when you find yourself for seven years changing diapers or, you know, this woman who contacted us and let us know that, you know, I really do feel like I need to know if I'm a functioning person. Your attitude does have so much to do with that. Mm -hmm. And as Mm a mom who's about to hit the empty nest years, you know, what I can look and tell the sweet young mom is, I know I've been there, but there mm-hmm. will come a time when you will long for those days. So understanding yeah. that it's a season. So if you can have mm-hmm. the right attitude in that season, then you'll realize, yes, you will be a functioning person again. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so we're talking about, am I okay? Well, we're about to find out girlfriend, if you and I are okay. We're talking today about, am I okay? Tracy, sometimes we as women really need to be reassured. And sometimes uh, the gals that come around this table tell us, you know, it's hard for me to forget that I've been a mess up in my life. Hmm. You know, I, I know that I'm trying to do good now, but Satan just keeps bringing it back to my mind that, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? Uh, And and I know what you were once. And so some of the girls that have come around the table said, how do you deal with that? How do you deal with always being reminded of what you once were? How do you get your arms wrapped around it and go, no, but I'm, I'm not that anymore? What do you tell them? Satan is a liar and a thief, and he roams Mm. around looking for someone to devour. Mm -hmm. Now, if you listen to every point of that, a liar, a thief, he wants to devour you. As a believer in Christ, God no longer sees us like that. We are clothed in righteousness. We are robed in white because of what Christ did for us. And actually being able to embrace the truth of all of the mistakes that we've made, Christ died on a cross for that so that we could be seen by our Heavenly Father and recognizing that, of course, there's an enemy of your soul that wants to prevent you from all God wants to do to bring glory to himself through you. 
And so first Mm -hmm. and foremost, you and I both know that and we struggle with it. So recognizing Mm -hmm. that there are so many scriptures in the Bible that will tell us the truth of how God sees us. And I think Mm -hmm. more than anything, write them out on index cards. Go to those scriptures in the Bible that that tell you how God sees you. And every morning when you get out of bed, have one there to read. Paste them on your mirror. Replace the lies with the truth of who you are. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, this one friend who was telling me about this, something that she struggled with. She said, you know, when I'm gone at work, I've been out sick. Uh, I would just like for somebody to tell me that they missed me mm. and and that they remember that uh, I've done some good things and they kind of forget that I've been a mess up. You know, Tracy, I think it is great to get in the word and find your value in Christ. But I also think that we need to look around. We need to look around and see the hurting women that are everywhere. We need to say, okay, God, help me to see them and to notice who needs me to say that to them today. Who needs me to put my arm around them and say, you know what? I missed you. Who needs me to put my arm around them and say, you know what? That job you did was awesome. You rocked it. Who needs that from us, Tracy? I mean, I think it's our responsibility as Christians to recognize the good in people and encourage. What does the Bible tell us? To edify and uplift and encourage one another. Right. And that's that's one tangible, practical way we can do it. Right. I know it's sort of a life tenet I've always tried to live by is when I walk into a room I should be looking for who in the room I don't know, Mm. not who in the room I do know. Because any place that you go, there are always people there who maybe don't have relationships or people that they talk to. And I know I've trickled this down to my kids and I've told them, you know, look to see who you can encourage. Don't run straight to your little group of friends. Look around and see who doesn't have someone they're speaking with. Because more than likely, if there are those of us that are having those days where we are feeling bad about ourselves and needing encouragement, we tend to do that isolation thing. We mm-hmm. tend to isolate because we're feeling so bad about ourselves. And so look for those who are isolating and see it as they are probably feeling attacked or feeling um, like they don't matter. And you're right. It, it's easy for me. I do have to confess that that is my spiritual gift, the gift of encouragement. And so, yes. but I have been amazed. I had a very dear friend in Texas who I talked to about this once, and she is a godly, wonderful woman, but it has never been on her radar screen to encourage other people because God mm-hmm. didn't make her that way. And mm-hmm. I remember when I shared with her, you have no idea because people look up to you. So you just mm-hmm. stopping and taking the time to say, wow, that that song that you sang last week, that was wonderful. And she was like, why do they need to hear that from me? So if, oh. if this is not how God made you to be an encourager, let us encourage you that your voice encouraging others around you matters so much. Mm. Be that encourager. Absolutely. One word, one kind word, one kind gesture, one kind act can change someone's entire life. 
And that may sound dramatic, but it's true. I mean, there are so many that never hear that. Tracy, when I speak, sometimes I hug. I hug as many people as I can. And some women say, I haven't had a hug for six years. And so they just sometimes need that little extra that we can offer. We're talking today about Am I Okay? Somebody tell me I'm okay. You know, that's what we need to hear in this world a little bit more. You know, I saw an interview with Barbara Bush, and I will never forget this. It's been probably 20 years ago that I saw her live, and she said, you know, somebody asked me one time, you've got four sons, which one's your favorite? What a terrible question. (laughs) I thought it was a terrible terrible question, But I loved, loved her answer. She sat there for a minute. She said, I had to think about it. And then I said, whichever one needs me the most right then. Beautiful. Isn't that perfect? That is perfect. Because honestly, Tracy, you you have more than one child. I have more than one child. And sometimes one really needs you. And another one really is fine. They're, they're flying and they're doing great. And that's the way we can look at the people that God surrounds us with. Sometimes my family, my friends, my coworkers don't really need me to be in tune with them and to be encouraging and loving and all of that. But you're right. We can tune in and look and go, who needs this Right now, I feel like this right now, flat out, straight up, I have to say, could be an epiphanal moment for so many of us. Mm -hmm. If we would take that amazing, obviously God-inspired answer that Barbara Bush gave, who Mm -hmm. needs me? And if we could walk through every day like that, because isn't that what Jesus did? He could be Mm -hmm. walking along about something very specific that he was going to do. And a woman reached out and touched his robe. And instantly it was, who needs me? He, Mm -hmm. you know, walking along and going to get a drink of water. And there's a woman sitting there at the, he, and think of what he was here to do. All of the things, quite an agenda he had. But he, (laughs) (laughs) you think, think. but he (laughs) always stopped. And it, that's what he was doing. Who mm-hmm. needs me? This is epiphanal. Luann, I am really liking this. If we <laughs> if we could all have this perspective every day in life. One of our other times together, we spoke about letting people down and people's expectations and friendships. And mm-hmm. oh my goodness, if I could just realize the reason Tammy hasn't called me in a month is because Cindy mm-hmm. needed Tammy. Tracy's fine. Right. 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 You know, sometimes we just need to do exactly what Barbara Bush did at that moment. She slowed down. She did not give a quick answer. She she let it marinate. I think we as women need a little more marinating. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we need to let things soak in. And then we need to think about our response. You know, what does James tell us? To be slow to mm. speak. And I think she was a perfect example of that because she did not give a quick answer. And what she said 
was so important, not just for her answer, but the way she processed it and answered and said, you know what? Whoever needs me right now the most, I mean, and that's the way we should look at life every day, like you're saying. It really is. And it can even be, you know, at home and choices that you make. Sometimes you feel like if if there's something that God has laid on your heart to do, you, you want to go on a mission trip. And God lays that on your heart. And suddenly you think, okay, in the next six months, I have to go on a mission trip. God doesn't work that way. Usually he lays something on your heart that is supposed to marinate and is supposed to be with mm-hmm. you for a while. And you're supposed to think about it. And he's supposed to grow you so that you'll be ready mm-hmm. to go on that mission trip. And then mm-hmm. as we humans can be, we get all impatient and we want to make it now. Well, maybe there's a mission that you're supposed to be doing right there in your home for the next two mm-hmm. years. And so that mission trip mm-hmm. is down the road or there's, there are ways you're supposed to serve in your community that prepare you mm-hmm. for an overseas mission trip. If we could just learn to be patient, I am loving this concept, and I hope, <laughs> I hope that's something that every person listening will grab. Absolutely. If we could all live that out, walk that out every day, every time we think, ah. Oh, Am I okay? I think we should take the time to let God marinate on us and the people around us and take a look and see, okay, Lord, who in my life needs me right now? What do you need me to do? What do you need me to focus on? And who needs your special touch? Okay, so we've been addressing Am I okay? Because we've had some gals that have come around the table and said, you know, I, I go to work every day and it's never enough. I, I, I cook meals. I, I clean my dishes at home. I, I try to take care of the family and it's never enough. And I just don't know sometimes if the world would just be better off without me. Tracy, that's what some of the girls have said around this table and they just want to know Am I really okay? Is there something that I need to be doing that I'm not doing because I'm trying, I'm striving, I'm working so hard to please, and you know this, you're a pleaser. And and it's really easy to fall into that trap where we're constantly on the treadmill of life and we're running and we just don't seem like we're getting anywhere. We don't feel like we're appreciated. And so... We're kind of like over in the corner saying, do you notice me? Am I okay? Do you see me? Allow me to confess right now that I used to refer to this as being in my pit and having a <laughs> pity party and mm-hmm. splashing around for a little while. The best way to pull yourself out of your pit and your pity party is really to just stop thinking about yourself. Bingo. Right, because when we get into that place where we become very self-focused, we lose mm-hmm. gratitude, we lose mm-hmm. perspective, and serving other people, using our lives to bring happiness and joy and practical needs consistently. I know we talked about a little bit earlier the young mom who was mm-hmm. kind of buried in diapers Mm -hmm. and really wondering if she mattered. Mm -hmm. 
understanding that there are people in my neighborhood who are widows, who are Mm -hmm. single moms, who have probably life circumstances that are harder than mine. Mm -hmm. When I sort of change the mirror and stop looking at myself in the mirror and look Mm -hmm. out towards other people, I'm able to recognize that God can use me in the lives of other people And once I start Mm -hmm. giving, and I'm talking as basic as baking cookies and telling my children, make some homemade cards and let's walk over to the widow down the street and take her some cookies. And she lights up. And so maybe part of the reason God pulls us into a pit is so that we will recognize that that is our opportunity to be jolted and to stop thinking about ourselves and think about others who he has placed in our lives that he intends for us to serve and for us to love on. But because we're just wrapped up in our own fears Mm -hmm. and doubts, and is this ringing true to you, Luann? Absolutely. (laughs) You know, what happens when we have that negative thought and we allow that negative thought into our brain then, uh, you know, my favorite, one of my favorite verses in the Bible, Second Corinthians 10, 5, that says, take captive this thought mm. and hold it obedient to you, Jesus Christ. And I'm telling you, that is a life-changing verse if you use it for God changing your thought pattern. So when you're thinking, you're doing the stinking thinking, <laughs> and you're thinking, oh, you know, poor me, blah, 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 blah. You can just go spiraling downward. But Tracy, we just had a big event here and we had T-shirts made that said, I deserve to be happy. But on the DE, we had a red circle with a line through it like, I serve to be happy. And that's how you get out of your funk. Right is when you start focusing, which is exactly what you said, when I start focusing on helping someone else, I kind of forget (laughs) that I'm in the pit. I forget about me because I now my focus is not inward, it's outward. And the more you serve, it's kind of like addictive. (laughs) You serve and you can't wait to do it again and again and again. Right. And we have to recognize that every part of our life is service and sometimes we don't see it as service. The sweet young mom Mm -hmm. who is overwhelmed with small children at home. Oh my goodness. God entrusted you with these little lives and you are serving your children. So change that perspective and that attitude and also recognizing that if you are feeling bad about you, that is not the way God feels about you. You are fearfully and wonderfully made and God has great plans for you and he has a hope and a future for you. And his word calls us to think about whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. And if we are thinking bad thoughts about ourselves, we are certainly not thinking about the right whatevers. Right, right. So today, change your thought life by changing the way you think about you. Look in the word and find how God wants you to think. And may the God of hope give you the courage to encourage others. Hey, girlfriend, we will see you back here next week. Thanks for joining us today at Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where women gather, friends laugh, and hearts mend. Let's continue our conversation. Hop online when you get a chance to sit down and breathe at encouragementcafe.com.
Remember, this is God's ministry, so we ask for your prayers as we reach out to women in Jesus' name. We'll see you back here next week where we fill you up one cup at a time.